Good morning again. Welcome to those of you who are joining us from downstairs in our traditional service. I'm Pastor Kyle Thompson. Uh, Happy New Year to everyone. It's good to be together in the house of the Lord as we start out this new year. I missed being with you last week. Thank you guys for uh, allowing me and my family to get away for a little post-Christmas relaxation. We had a really good time. Thanks to John and Brad for leading our combined service last week. It was awesome. Uh, We also welcome back Pastor Lindsay, who uh, is downstairs leading today, and she's been uh, taking care of her husband as he's recovering from surgery, and he's really doing well, so we give God thanks and praise for that. Uh, Here at uh, at South Park Church, we're all about uh, helping people live life to the full in Jesus. Uh, And we believe in three core values that help us do that. One of them is relationships, that relationships are the most important thing in life. Our relationships with God and our relationships with people. Uh, We also believe in transformation, that God meets us where we are and helps us become who we were created to be. That's a lifelong process of learning and growing. Uh, We also believe in generosity. We thank God for being generous. Everything that we have is from God, and we get a chance to be generous in return and give back to God and to the world. And so because God is generous, we are generous. We're created in God's image. There's a lot of goodness inside of us. And today, speaking of generosity, I just want to thank you uh, for your generosity supporting our Christmas offering. Every year we take up a Christmas offering as a birthday present for Jesus because it's really his birthday, right? And so we take that offering and we give it to two ministries that we believe are doing God's work. And so we take the offering up, we split it in half. And so uh, this year we collected an offering uh, for Bright Blessings, which is a local ministry here in Charlotte that helps uh, underprivileged children have birthday parties, uh, get books in their hands to read, helps mothers uh, who are new mothers have uh, necessities that they need, uh, supplies, diapers, things like that, and support. Uh, and then the other uh, ministry that we're supporting uh, is a ministry in Haiti, where we support a church and a school with over 2,500 kids. And most of them, that's the only meal they get that day, uh, is at school. And so we're going to give half the money to Haiti, uh, and that's going to provide meals uh, for children. So I'm super pumped to announce our totals. Jonathan's up here to help me get, a, get an intro here, if we could have that, right? And so our offering total is... $35,163.76. So thank you very much for your generosity. That's almost uh, $17,000, per ministry. And uh, I think you remember I said that uh, the meals in Haiti cost about 50 cents. So their half will provide over 35,000 meals to children in Haiti. So thank you guys for having a heart for God and a heart for people. And so let's pray about that. Gracious God, we just thank you uh, for the, the generosity of this congregation that just loves you. And we want to say happy birthday. Thank you for Bright Blessings who are uh, making a difference in the lives of children and families in our area here in Charlotte, God. And for the ministry in Haiti, Lord, and by any Haiti where lives are also being transformed. God, we offer this as our gift to you and ask that you would use it to bless many people, especially these children uh, that we remember today. In Christ's name, amen. I'm also excited today as we're starting a new message series, new sermon series called Anxious for Nothing, uh, Finding Calm in a Chaotic World. Our world is still kind of chaotic, so we're going to talk about in the new year our anxiety, how we can deal with that, and lean on Jesus to help us do that. And so this is based on a book by Max Licato. Uh, We've got a picture of that book, so you don't have to have the book or or have read it or anything to go through this, but if you want to go further, you might want to pick this book up. Uh, you can get that at any bookseller, uh, so that's what kind of what we're going to be doing today. I'm just going to slide this back a little bit because i got to move around up here. Uh, 
So anyway, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, one of uh, my family's traditions, uh, the four of us that live at home, Laura, Luke, Nathan, and me, and our dog Bella, but uh, she, uh, she can't drink uh, uh, cheers, which is what we do every New Year's Eve. We get together, we get out our champagne glasses, and we get some sparkling cider because uh, we have underage kids. And so we, we do a toast to the previous year. We do a toast to the new year, uh, and we like to just do that. We forgot to buy sparkling cider this year, so we had to use regular grape juice, but it still worked. Uh, so one thing that we did was we just reflected on some of the cool things that happened in our lives in 2023. Um, personally, spiritually, relationally, with church, work, school, all that kind of stuff. And so we just had a lot to give God thanks and praise for. And so I just want to ask you today in your own mind, you know, what good things happened to you in 2023? Uh, what blessings did you experience? What were you excited about? And, and just take some time on your own and just haven't already done that. Just give God thanks and praise for the good things that happened to us in, in 2023. And to look forward to all the great things that God has in store for us in 2024, in your personal life, your family life, your relationships, at school, at work, in your community, uh, in our church, in our world, we're excited for what God has in store. Also, you know, as we review last year, we look ahead to, to this year, uh, at least for me, you know, I'm looking at all the good stuff, but I also realize that there's going to be some hard things, right? There were some hard things in 2023 that we went through personally. Uh, individually in our lives, at work, at church, spiritually, right? Here at our church, we lost a lot of people that we loved who died last year, and that was hard, right? And so we know that 2024 is going to be a great year, but it's also going to be one that has challenges. And so how do we deal with that? And so, you know, sometimes it's easy to let our minds go a little bit too far in that and say, well, what if this happens or what if that happens? And, uh, you know, we, we can become pretty anxious in all that. And you ever heard the, the phrase, waiting for the other shoe to drop? Right, we think there's going to be good stuff happening, but we think, oh, there's probably going to be some bad stuff. I finally looked up where that phrase came from, and it's, uh, it's a phrase from New York City in the late 19th century, early 20th century. Uh, when they were building all these apartments, they would build them on top of each other, and, and every one of them was the same. So the bedrooms were all on top of each other. So if you lived underneath someone else, when they were taking their shoes off at night, they'd drop one shoe, you'd hear it. And of course, then you were waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's something you could count on. Right? One shoe drops, the other shoe drops. And so I think that now we use that phrase as we can count on something bad happening in our lives. How pessimistic is that? Right? But it's real. So I want us today to begin to think about the anxiety that we might be bringing with us from 2023 headed into 2024. Because there is some spirit of dread. There's some edginess to us, right? some trepidation, some suspicion. And so... How do we deal with this anxiety, this anxious feeling that we probably, if we're honest, admit somewhere inside of us? So I want to talk about anxiety today. Here's a definition from Merriam-Webster, the dictionary. Being anxious is to be characterized by extreme uneasiness of mind or brooding fear about some contingency, something that's going to happen. Another word for that is worried. Um, uh, some of us in America and around the world also have uh, an anxiety disorder. This takes anxiousness to a new level, right? So it's when our anxiety becomes intense, excessive, and does not go away. Uh, it gets worse over time, and the symptoms interfere with our daily activities, such as our job performance, doing our stuff at school, our relationships. So everybody experiences anxiety at different levels, and some of us have uh, disorders, right, where it just it like cripples us and paralyzes us. 
All right, so we're going to be looking into the Bible for help to deal with anxiety. And those of us who wrestle with an anxiety disorder, there's nothing wrong, right? There's, there's nothing bad about us. It's just some of us have a harder time. And if, we're, if it becomes extreme, we can still learn from the Bible, lean on Jesus. But God also gives us professional people who can help us. And so if that sounds like something in your life, right, that, man, that anxiety disorder, that sounds a little bit like me. Maybe God might be calling you to see someone this year, maybe a therapist or a doctor, and if that's something that's in, in, in your life, I'd be glad to talk to you confidentially about how we can help do that, right? So we all have different levels of anxiety. I want to keep going with the word anxiety, the etymology of anxious. Etymology means like the origin of the word. Where does the word anxious come from? Uh, Brad did a great job last week of teaching you guys Greek, so I want to teach you some Latin today. And this is going to be really easy, right? The English word anxious comes from the Latin word anxious. Wow, how, how hard is that? You just had to add an O. Uh, but it means to choke, right? I think that's a, that's a pretty good description of anxiety. It's like it kind of chokes the life out of us. It chokes the hope out of us. It physically chokes us to where sometimes we can't breathe. And so I think that is a great translation of the word anxious. It's to choke. Um, Max Lucado, who wrote this book, says the way he kind of sees anxious is, is a combination of the word angst, which is a sense of unease, uh, and just the word or the sound, shush. He said it's kind of like when you walk up 10 flights of stairs, you're going, right? That's what anxiety is. It's that angst and that feel, right? And so we're going to talk a little bit about anxiety in our lives, anxiousness, and what we can do about that. So we're going to be looking in the Bible and seeing some things that God kind of encourages us to do and think about when it comes to anxiety. Uh, and I want to start in the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms. This is easy to find in the Bible. You just open it right in the middle. You're going to be in the book of Psalms. Uh, and this is uh, from 37, verse 8b. It says, do not fret. Do not be anxious, right? Because it leads only to evil. Right? When we fret or we worry, we do it excessively, right? It just it, it brings unnecessary negativity into our lives. I like this next quote. It says that anxiety and fear are cousins. They're related, but they're not the same. They're not twins, right? Fear sees a threat. We see something that could harm us, and it's okay to be afraid of that, right? Somebody who might be mean or a test result from a visit to the doctor, right? We identify something, and it is a threat, and we can be afraid of that. Well, what anxiety does, it imagines things, right? So, right, fear... There's a reaction to something that we know is real. Anxiety imagines something that may or may not come true. Right? And so we begin to play the what-if game. Right? What if I don't have enough money this year? What if I lose my job? What if I don't make the team? What if he or she dumps me? Like we, we, we get into all this what-if stuff, and some of it, a lot of it, never comes true. And we spend all this time stressing out about it. And then sometimes it does shift to that, right? And we can shift that to fear. Um, and again, anxiety is something that affects all of us, right? Millions of people, right, in America are affected by anxiety. Um, billions of dollars are spent every year in treating anxiety or the results from that. And I think it's, you know, it's a combination of, right, we have our own personal anxiety. We have uh, the world's anxiety. It's an election year in America. <laughs> that brings us all anxiety, right? It's just, there's just so much going on. And then as Christians, right, we have this extra level. These followers of Jesus maybe have an extra level of anxiety because in the Bible it says don't worry about stuff. Don't be anxious. 
And then we start to worry and be anxious, and then we feel guilty, right? So we, we feel worse about anxiety. We have anxiety about having anxiety, right? So that's just not fun. Uh, so I've got another quote for you here, right? Uh, so Paul says, don't be anxious about anything, right? So Paul was a first century pastor in the Mediterranean world. He started all these churches, uh, and he would then write them letters to give them advice. And a lot of those letters were collected, became the New Testament and Paul says, right, don't be anxious about anything, right? And that's easier said than done, isn't it? Right? It's like, are you serious, Paul? What are you, what are you thinking? Like, we can't be anxious in our lives. We can't worry. Like, that, that's an unrealistic expectation. But when you drill down into the original Greek of, of this passage, what Paul's talking about is he's talking, this is in the present active tense, right? And so what it means is to constantly be anxious. Paul's saying, don't perpetually be anxious, right? You're going to be anxious, but don't let it take over your life. Does that make sense? Right? He's talking about just your whole life being full of anxiety, right? And so uh, a couple things I want to lift up about that. One, anxiety is not a sin, right? Doing something wrong towards God or someone else. It's an emotion. You guys want to say that out loud with me? Anxiety is not a sin. It's an emotion. We're going to deal with it, right? It's going to come, and it's okay, Right? So we're going to talk about how we can wrestle with that. And just one more thing here. Uh, so don't be anxious about feeling anxious. Right? I don't want, as followers of Jesus, don't add guilt to your plate because you feel anxious. Um, but we're going to talk about how we can, we can deal with that emotion of anxiety. Because anxiety is not a sin, but the way we, we react to it can become problematic. Right? If we're anxious and we want to deal with that maybe by drinking too much or doing drugs, right? That's not a good transition. Or we're, we're feeling anxious, and we become superly angry or bitter, and we take that out on other people who don't deserve it, right? The anxiety is not the sin, but it can lead to bad behavior, right? We're anxious, and we're so stressed, we're focusing on ourselves so much that we neglect our family or our friends or our neighbors, right? Anxiety is not a sin, but it can lead to them. So we have to be careful that we don't allow it to do that. So couple more scriptures here. This is from Jesus in the Gospel of Luke 21, 34. He's talking about when he's coming back at the end of time, some things to be ready for. Uh, he says, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with the anxieties of life. Right? You're going to be anxious in the world. Be careful. Don't let it dominate you. And that day will close on you suddenly like a trap. Right? We don't have to wait till the end of time for Jesus to come back to feel the trap of anxiety, do we? And some of us here today are feeling we're stuck in that trap, and we want to get out of that trap. And so how do we do that? So what I'm getting ready to read to you is, again, Paul writing to uh, early church. This is the church in Philippi, kind of in the area of Greece, that kind of area, um, to the Philippians there. And this passage of Scripture is what we're going to be dealing with for the next few weeks. We're going to break it down, but I want to introduce it to you here. It's a very famous passage of Scripture. You might have read it before or not, but this is kind of like Paul's... Um, formula for how we deal with anxiety. So let's see what he says to the Philippians in chapter 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, 
whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So we're going to dig into this passage of Scripture over the next few weeks, and we're going to take it line by line and apply what Paul challenges us to do. And I think you're going to find, if you really actually do this, that it is a great way to combat, to combat anxiety. Uh, and Max Lucado kind of puts it into this uh, um, anagram here, uh, calm, right, to celebrate God's goodness, to ask God for help, to leave your concerns with God, and to meditate on good things. So we're going to be looking at that, right, finding calm in a chaotic world through the scriptures uh, here in Philippians. Um, so what are we talking about then? What's the point? What's the big idea? This is what I think we're going to be looking at over the next few weeks. The presence of anxiety is unavoidable. We're going to feel anxious. It's okay to feel anxious, right? But the prison of anxiety is optional. We don't have to let anxiety dominate our lives. Right? So the presence of anxiety is unavoidable, but the prison of anxiety right, is optional. We don't have to let anxiety run our life. Right? It's going to come to us, but we can deal with it in ways that we can let it go and move on. So one thing that I want you to remember, it is not God's will that you lead a life of perpetual anxiety, where anxiety dominates you, where you're anxious or stressed right, every moment of every day. We want to help you, if that's something that you're dealing with, to say that's not what God wants for you. Right? God wants you to enjoy life. God wants you to, to have joy and peace and love in your life. And so we want to help you deal with this. So uh, just invite you to think about a, a few ways that you can respond to this to take action as we think about dealing with anxiety. One of them is, what are you anxious about? Maybe go home today sometime, make a list, write it down, type it out, whatever it is, make a list. What stressed me out in 2023? What am I worried about in 2024? What am I really stressed about? And look back at 2023, what I was worried about then, what did I worry about in 2022? And which of those worries were realistic and I had to deal with it? And how many of those things never came true and I wasted all this time on? Right, so that's, I think that's a good challenge, a good exercise to say, what am I stressed about, what am I worried about, what am I anxious about, and how does that compare to last year, the year before? You know, when I do this, I see a lot of things that I just wasted a lot of time on, and I see some things that were real, and they were hard to deal with, uh, and I had to wrestle with that, but what makes you anxious? Right? Another thing that we can do, what is your level of anxiety from a scale to 1 to 10? Right? If you were to go home today or right now if in your heart, right, is your anxiety level of like one or two, I'm chill, I'm good, right? Just coming out of New Year, Christmas is good. Or is it like nine or ten, like, oh my gosh, this year is so full of stuff. I don't know how I'm going to get it done. I'm so stressed. It's such a big year. How are we going to live through the election? All that kind of, do I have to move to Canada? Like, what, or is it somewhere, right, in the middle, like, what, what's your current level? And so maybe once a week, check in with yourself, right? Am I up? Am I down? What calls me to go up? What calls me to go down? Right, so what are you anxious about? What's your, what's your anxiety level? And keep, keep tabs on that. Right? Keep coming back to it. And again, if it goes up, why did it go up? If it went down, why did it go down? How were you able to move that needle? Uh, and then finally, right, go ahead and study and pray on Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Right? Philippians is a book in the New Testament. Uh, Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Just begin to read it, maybe once a day. Maybe write it on a note card, put it in your Bible, whatever you do with your devotions, your time with God. 
Um, maybe start your day with it, end your day with it, but let's all be thinking and praying about this because I think God is speaking through the scripture and I think we're going to learn something from it. Uh, and so as we think about dealing with anxiety in, in the new year. So, you know, as I was with my family, we're doing our toast with our grape juice and our champagne glasses, you know, thanking God for last year, looking forward to this year, looking at the things God got us through, the difficult things that God got us through in 2023, and beginning to imagine what 2024 is going to be, right? The way that I deal with that, I mean, I love God, but I'm also a human being, and I have my own stresses, and I have, you know, ways that that comes out and anxiety and stuff. Is Here's how I try to deal with it. I try to look at the good and celebrate the great things that God is doing and that God's going to be doing and know that life is good and that God wants goodness in our lives. He has plans for us to do great things in our lives, but also to realize in the midst of a broken world that life is also hard at the same time and that when I've encountered hard things in the past, they've been hard, some of them harder than others, but in every case, God has walked me through that. You have walked me through that. My friends and family have walked me through that, and so in the year to come, I know there are going to be amazing things that we're going to celebrate. It's going to be awesome. New relationships, new all kinds of things that are happening. And there are going to be some very difficult things. Some things that we won't be surprised by. And some things that are going to blindside us worse than a vote, a tribal council and survivor, right? You just don't see it coming. But to hold those things together, kind of in tension, right? Against each other, knowing that there's good, there's challenge. But in the midst of that, as we talked about at Christmas, God is with us and God is for us, right? And so we, that's the way we do that. And even in the midst of that stress and anxiety, we can still have joy. We can still have peace. We can still live life to the full in Christ. And what gives me hope and inspiration is Jesus, right? And Jesus left heaven to come to the earth. Right? He knew, right? I'm guessing his whole adult existence, he knew that he was headed to the cross. He was going to be killed in a heinous way, a torture terrible, painful way. He knew that his, his whole life. And yet, he was still able to have joy and love and laugh and friends and family and celebrations in the midst of something that he knew was going to happen. Right? If he could do that and still have a life that was full of all these other great things, that's what I want for me. That's what I want for you. They're going to be difficult things, but in the midst of that, we've got Christ, who is our example. He knows what it's like to suffer. He knows what it's like to be anxious, and he knows what it's like so that we can lean on him. So I look forward to exploring this passage of Scripture with you. Uh, and again, just to know, right, the presence of anxiety is unavoidable. But the prison of anxiety, right, right that is a choice. So great being with you guys. Look forward to an awesome 2024 together, and we will battle anxiety together. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.